You're listening to the Since I'm Here podcast, a podcast where culture, faith, and randomness interact. My name is Tyrell Grant. I'm a father, a speaker, an ex-church planner, and a guy willing to talk and have uncomfortable conversations. I will be letting you into my head and having conversations with folks I find interesting. So, since I'm here, let's talk about it. And welcome to the Since I'm Here podcast. Enjoy. Enjoy. That's right. You tell them, son, listen to my podcast. Welcome to the Since I'm Here podcast. I am your host, your boy, your brother, your cousin, your uncle, your friend, Tyrell Grant, man. I'm happy to be here. I feel extremely blessed, even though it's cold. First of all, I'm I'm alive, and that's always a blessing. Second of all, for some odd reason, y'all are listening to this. Thank you. <laughs> man, the, the, the listeners have, have gone up. The audience has gone up, and I just really appreciate y'all truly and sincerely for just rocking out with me. And, um, yeah, yeah, we're doing this thing, man. Uh, so I thank you for that. And for those of you who uh, don't know, you can find this podcast on Anchor. Shout out to the good people at Anchor. Uh, you can find it on Spotify, Google Cast, Apple Podcast, uh, Pocket Cast, and all those places where you um, listen and consume your podcast, man. You can find us on Facebook. Just search in Since I'm Here Podcast. You can also contact me at since I'm here pod since I'm here pod at gmail.com and as usual as always all this information and more will be in the description below this podcast so you know we always like to start with a positive point um Today, instead of something from the news, I just got a quote that I found from Bill Clinton. Um, some of you may be like, yay, a quote from Bill Clinton. Others may be like, Ugh, forget the messenger. But just, it goes with the theme of this podcast uh, for this episode for today. Um, the quote says, the price of doing the same old thing is far higher than the price of change. I'll say that again. The price of doing the same old thing is far higher than the price of change. And, and man, that just really struck me, man, because I've, I've, I've been in this like transition period in my life. You know, I went from uh, doing what I call career ministry and, and being involved in a church plant and starting that from the ground up, literally from the ground of my house up, um, to now moving more towards in, into the the speaking and, and doing this with the podcast and and writing, which is its own thing that I'm trying to get going or that I'm that I'm doing, and um, the price of doing that is is high, right? Like. It's easy to just fall back on, you know, the things you've done in the past and just stay stuck in one place. But it's far more 
challenging and it's far more costly to just stay put, man. It's it's far when you when you feel that that, that you're being moved in a certain direction, just staying put. Every day that toll goes up. Every day the cost gets more and more, more to your health, more to your mental health, your physical health, more towards you spiritually. And it can really cause you a lot of stress, man. So wherever you're at, if you're feeling nudged to change something, if you're feeling nudged to make a change in your workplace, to make a change in your community, to make a change in your life, act on it. Act on it. Don't just sit in the same spot because other people may want you to, because your parents may want you to, because your significant other may want you to. Man, you got to move or it's going to cost you everything. I saw something. It said the, the, the meaning of transformation means to change form and you got to change literally change your form you got to be a new person you got to change into something else now i'm not saying you you forget your morals forget who you are i'm not saying that but there's a you that's sitting there doing nothing and there's a you in the future that's going to be doing something. Whatever it is, whatever God has put on your heart to do, there's a you that you just have to create and bring forth by getting up, making a change, and being willing, be willing to trade in comfortability for this new change, for, for, for this new life for this new thing and 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 I'll tell you man it's it's freeing it, it it feels so incredible not to to have to be dreading change once you embrace the change you can just hold on for the ride you can just go along with it right so so that's my my positive point of today. The price of doing the same old thing is far higher than the price of change. Don't be afraid to change. I guess that's my takeaway from that. Now, I, I want to get into something. The last podcast I did, I was talking about um Kanye West and I was we were reviewing his album and and apparently people like that. But I said at the end that I wanted to talk a little bit about my life in ministry and, and my thoughts on why I left, quote unquote, career ministry. Um, I'll talk about the, what I mean by that. But uh, first, I want to play a clip from Toby Nwigwe. I hope I'm saying that. Right, he's a rapper, an artist. Uh, if you haven't listened to him, you gotta, you just gotta check him out. He is dope. The very definition of dope. You gotta check him out. So I'm gonna go ahead and play that clip, 
and it'll help kind of be our jumping off point for um, this section uh, of what I want to talk about. All right. Like, I truly, and it might sound bad, but I don't care about the music like that. Mm. And when I say I don't care about the music like that, like if anything was to go wrong with my family at any given moment, it's done. like I will stop. People be like, man, but what about, I'm like, bruh, about none of that. <laughs> okay. And a lot of people like, they might say, but like, I didn't, we was halfway through the tour. And you know, when we the the tour that we was on, Fat was like, what? She was nine months pregnant. Right. And she had got a little frustrated. I said, hey, listen, I want to tell everybody real quick on the bus. If she get too frustrated, I will send everybody home. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not playing. We will, I'm I will leave. I will pay whatever needs to be paid, and we will go home. <laughs> because at the end of the day, this is the most important thing in my life. So that like that's how I like operate for real, for real. And I will literally shut the stuff down. So that that's like... So I care about, like, you know what I'm saying, the product that we put out, and I care about, like, you know what I'm saying? family, no doubt. But over that is, you know what I'm saying, so. Yeah, um, that was Toby Nwigwe. Again, I don't know if I'm saying that right. But how that relates to me and the reason why I decided to step away from career ministry and go and do other things was that very thing that he said, nothing can be more important than your own family. Nothing is more important to me than my family. Period. Nothing. Except God. That's it. Other than the most high, that, that's it. It's my family. And one thing that I was noticing is that you can put so much into being a preacher or a pastor or whatever title it is that you want. But if you're not doing that stuff that you're doing for everybody else, for your family, you've lost the game already. Because you know what I noticed? I realized that... Maybe even he realized it too, Toby in that clip, that there always there will always be somebody to preach. There'll always be somebody that can sing a song or rap or produce or do a movie. That man, preachers and, and entertainers, they come a dime a dozen. As soon as the, the Sunday I stepped down, somebody else was there preaching. That next Sunday. That, that's God's word has never had a, a lack of people trying to uh, preach it. And, and thank God for that. But if I die tomorrow, my family will be devastated. They will be devastated. So that was one of the main reasons. I wanted to devote my time and energy to them. More so than... A title. You know, like I said, if I left here today, my sons would be crushed. I was nine years old when my father passed away. 
And I can tell you from experience, no one has ever been able to replace him in my life. Fathers, if you're out there, if you're listening, um, I hope you are. You are by far the most important person in your kid's life. You and the mother, but for this topic, just go along with me. We are important, man. No one can be to my family what I am. And, hey, that's just one of those things. So, with that, with ministry, and and what I mean by career ministry is you're doing it as as a career. Because ministry just means to serve. It's a fancy church word for servant and that's 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 all I was that's all I am still I'm still able to help people I'm still able to 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 share my faith with folks you know but there there comes a time where you got to look and say what's my passion right um and, and another thing that I'm not gonna lie that just kind of soured me to just the church world in general is how bad guys want to be in charge of stuff. It must have something, I don't, I don't, it's something psychological. I mean, you know, they get to wear the suit, which I never wore a suit, but, um, you know, I don't know what it is, but, it's something, the church itself is a breeding ground for egos. It, it, it's something about it, it just, it's, it's a beacon. Very few leaders you will find, very few of them don't have an ego problem. We, we all have egos. You know, it's that thing that makes us want to strive for more. But you manage it. And man, some of these guys, they just, they can't manage it, you know. And for me, that that was one of those things that really soured me towards, you know, being involved in quote-unquote career ministry. I'll give you an example. I'll give you a story. I was under this this, this preacher, this pastor, this minister, uh, depending on which uh, brand or denomination you're in. I don't know what you call uh, your pastor, but I'm under this guy, and I'm learning, and I start getting a little, little headway, a little traction, and I'm thinking... Okay, we're, I'm here. Everything's going great. People are, are learning about Jesus. I'm, I'm preaching. I'm teaching. And, and I'm just, I mean, I'm maybe, I'm early 20s, right? Maybe mid-20s. So I'm naive enough to think that everybody here is here for the right reasons. 
Well, you know, things start getting said. I start hearing things. Well, this guy who who's basically my teacher, he's my mentor, is, you know, talking about me. He's he he's saying, you know, that I'm not cut out for this. This is what he's saying to other people. But to me, he's not, you know, he's keeping it cool. You know, he's he's not saying those things to me. So his thing was he was jealous that other people were starting to take notice of what I was doing. Now, here's the here's the funny part about that. I'm doing what he told me to do. But it's the ego, man. When you don't keep that ego in check, and it's really a spiritual thing. Because we all get a little envious of folks. We all see things and go, oh, man, I wish I had that. But that's where you got to tap into that divine spirit, that Holy Spirit, to help you control yourself, to control your emotions. So here I am, a guy that I love, a guy that I respect it. And and he's been he's been doing this 40, 50 years easy. You know, and so to be involved in something like that, that's one of those things that you move on, but it leaves a bad taste in your mouth. And and so that's one of those things that just make you make you think make you think twice when 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 being in ministry but nevertheless I, I went on and continued man continued 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 um in ministry but there's a there's a time well there was a time for me where it, Drake had this lyric one day. I was listening to the great philosopher, Aubrey Graham, Drake, and he said, I still love it, but I used to love it more. And that's one day I just woke up, and that's how I felt. I woke up and go, wow. I still love this whole ministry thing and preaching and being a pastor, but I used to love it more. You know, going through some crazy stuff, man. Going through some crazy stuff behind this. And it affected my family. It it brought stress upon my wife. And that in turn brings stress upon me. It's a a thankless job. That's why I always say, man, pray for your pastor. Pray for those who are leading you spiritually because they're going through stuff too, man. They're going through stuff too. Pray for their family, their kids. Now, thankfully, my children, I have a a one-year-old and a five-year-old, so they, they didn't get too much with this, but, you know, I know some guys who, whose families have just been torn apart trying to do something that is so right and so needed which is preach the gospel and their their lives are 
in shambles at home, you know. And so I had to step down from career ministry, being a pastor, church planner, because it had the potential to, to really hurt my faith, first and foremost, and hurt my family. That my, Me losing my faith or waning in my faith, that, that's going to hurt my family. You know, like I say, you can find many, many preachers, you can trip over one. You know, you can throw a rock and hit 10 of them. But your family will never find another you. My family will never find another me. So they need the best me mentally and spiritually. And I just, I value my relationship with the most high more than than being in charge. And like I said earlier, man, it's, these guys, it's a lot of guys who they, they that's their thing. They love having people tell them how great of a job they do. I never really got off on that. I, 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 I just don't, even now. Some of you have reached out about the, the podcast and said certain things. And, and, I, and don't get me wrong, I appreciate the, the positive feedback, but that's not what wakes me up in the morning. That's not what gets me going. Because you're never as good as people say you are, and you're never as bad as people say you are. Right? So, that, that patting me on the back and stuff like that, that's cool, but that cannot be what motivates you. You know, and it was getting, it was getting to the point where I just became to disdain certain things within the church world. You know, I, I'm seeing... You know one thing that has always bothered me? First of all, I, ne- I didn't really grow up in church, right? So, I mean, we would go, but definitely once I got a little older, I just stayed away from it. <clears throat> so, one of the things that always bothered me was, you, you ever been driving around and you see like this billboard or or cardboard cardboard cutout of the pastor and maybe his wife or maybe it's just him and he's like smiling with his arms folded. It's like, come to New Bethel. It's like, why <laughs> Why do we need to see an eight-foot poster of you? You know? Um, it, just so much self. And it, and it is Christ that teaches us to be selfless. And it's so much self. Or you'll go on the Instagram of these these churches and or the Facebook page. It's just picture after picture, the picture of post and post and post of Pastor So and so. You know, or, or or brother such and such, you know. And it's just like it's just all about them. All about them it's got to be about the people and and that's honestly why I started in ministry I wanted to help people you know I wanted to I I had been transformed through the gospel my life was so much better you know I I wasn't perfect still not perfect I don't ever think I'm going to be perfect but man 
wow, the world just opened up to me. And so I wanted to share that with other people. And so I got in and immediately you find out, I found out. Well, I'll put it like this. In the area I'm in, I live in Kentucky. It's a very racially divided place. And immediately you start to realize when you're when you're in a church in an area like this just how racial just how deep the divide goes and so I'm going in there and here I am I'm studying I'm learning and I'm thinking okay I'm reading that God wants us all to be one that this whole gospel is supposed to bring us together not tear us apart and and surely other people or reading this, once once we once they see this, this this will be the killer, man. I mean, obviously they just may not have you know paid attention to this, but that didn't happen. In fact, I started to see more of it and more of it and more of the racism and more of the racism, and more of the bigotry. And and this was I'm not gonna lie. It was like a gut punch. It was a gut punch. I, I had an incident where it was after a young man, I believe it was Philando Castile. Might have been Philando Castile's murder. Um and the gentleman, I can't think of his name right now, I can't think of the brother right now. Um in New York, who was strangled to death by a police officer. Um, and, you know, people were posting certain things. And, and um, it, it was just really, really crazy around that time. And I posted something on my personal Facebook page. Um, that's another good reason not to use Facebook, unless you're looking up the Since I'm Here podcast. But anyway, I go on there. And I just, like, repost something and say a few things like, man, this this has to stop. Police brutality has to stop. Um, We need to all come together. Um, Man, I hate that this is happening. Just stuff like that, man. Wow. (laughs) Why did I do that? Now, I, I was at a predominantly white church, and, man, the floodgates opened. The floodgates open. I had one family. One of one of these guys was a police officer. Went to church with me. I even he had been in some of my classes. We had uh, groups together. He and his wife go off, right? They go off. Accused me of hating police officers and wanting to, to kill them. It was just some crazy stuff, man. Um, but the worst that. At least that was up front. I mean, like, he he said it. They said it, right? They did that. That was, at least you can, you can respect somebody for saying how they feel to your face or, or calling you or whatever. But then I was getting messages from people that claim to be Christian calling me nigga this, um, you know, just 
saying the most hurtful things in the world. And, and, and I'm not going to lie to you. It pissed me off. So I'm getting these messages from, from, you know, fake accounts, people who went and made little burner accounts to say little things, man. And it was, it was like, wow, these are Christians. These people are saying, don't come back to our church. Um, F you. I mean, these are people who claim, who claim to be followers of Christ. And, but that wasn't what, what made me leave. But it did give me a, a, a high level of, of stress, definitely. Mostly anger. Mostly anger. I'm like, man, what kind of coward says something like this and won't show their face so I can punch it? <laughs> At that point, I was, it, it was going to get real. But, so, I thank the most high for for maybe them not um, showing their face, because who knows how that that would have went. This is the South, and it is a concealed carry state. So I'll just leave that at that. But so you're dealing with that, and again, that causes a high level of stress. But you champion on. You keep going, and. I didn't let my ego get in the way. I said, you know what? This is bigger than, than me. It's, it's, it's a God thing. God, God has something going on here. Um, so I championed on him. And I said, okay, there's, there's, there's race in the church. There's, there, there's, there's classism. There's, there's people being put down for this. But, but we need to try to get to... Jesus, we need to try to get to Christ. That's that's where we need to get to, and, and so you know, I, I was around trying to gather up local congregations, uh, black, white, and, and you know, I started to see where. Well, I did that in hopes that that you know we could all merge and get together and and grow stronger. Yeah, that didn't work. <laughs> that didn't work but that's okay because it gave me a better idea I decided okay let's go out let's plant a church Let, let's plant a church and, and we'll have a couple black ministers and a couple white ministers and we'll have a, just a mixed congregation and, and, and for the most part that, that worked that worked but I'll say this, it worked as well as it could because essentially you're pouring, you're pouring old wine into new wineskins. And what I mean by that is when you're trying to bring people together, you're trying to bring people together who are not divided by something spiritually, they're divided by something man-made, this, this construct of, of, of race, black, white, Puerto Rican, Haitian, whatever the, whatever the case may be, they're, 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 they're divided by these, these cultural lines 
and and you know that's that takes a lot of work to get out I don't know if it can come out of some people you know I don't I don't know how how much of that a person is willing to put down to make things uh go smoothly and you know ran into some problems there not necessarily racial but just again people want to do things their way and so when I step back when I when I step back and I start to look at all these events in my ministry in, in my time in ministry and I'm I'm looking at it and I'm looking over here at my wife and and she's been through it you know and and again I wake up and I'm like, man, I love this, but I really, 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 really used to love it more. And then I felt kind of bad because I'm like, I don't have the passion to do this like I was once doing it. I don't have the the, the fire to to go and do this at the level I once wanted to. Now, I have the same desire and passion to live out a life that reflects God in it, most definitely. I'm still a follower of Christ. But getting up and preaching on Sundays... That's just something I had to step away from. I didn't want to give a half-hearted attempt. I didn't want to, you know, some folks get up there, they they, they haven't prayed about it all week. They, they just give a message. They do, you know, they, they're not bringing anything of any value. And, you know, I started to just look at my own preacher, man, and go, Wow. What was that? <laughs> you know, and I started even looking, listening to the preachers around me. Like, what are we doing? You know, it's a bunch of fluff. You know, who's going to be saved or, or or transformed through this preaching? So once I realized that in myself, I had to step back. I had to step away. You know, that and... And realizing, look, I can, I can give a half attempt over here, but I can't give a half attempt to my family. And these people who are listening, they don't deserve a half attempt. They don't deserve for me to come up here and give them a feel-good message that doesn't help them transform their life. That's not going to help them come Monday. It's going to make them feel good. You know. They don't need me to try to get them. To, to go out and be community workers or something. They need. Something real. And. I just. Said okay. I got to step back. I got to move on. And so that's what I did. That's what I did. And it's been better for my family. It's been fun just 
I'm, I get to do Bible studies with my, my kids more. I get to be more of a regular civilian. It's, it's kind of funny, though, going to church and not having to be involved in any of the behind-the-scenes stuff. You know, it's one of those things you go, it, take, it takes a little bit of getting used to, but you can definitely, you can you know, you sit there and you go, well, uh, he just missed his points. Oh, look at that up. Oh, worship leader just messed up. Oh, the slides are messed up. You can just notice little things. So it's, so it's, so it's very interesting. Um, but yeah, man, I, being in charge is not all it's cracked up to be, you know, um, it's, it's not all it's cracked up to be, man. It can seriously drive you insane. <laughs> it can drive you insane. Um, so that's one of the things, man, that I just had to, I had to leave, leave alone, you know, and don't get me wrong. There are many, many good, faithful leaders in these churches there are many uh, men and women who are leading well. And that's where I want to be. You know, sometimes you got to realize when you just need to step back. You know, it's a lot of folks. I can't, you know, I would name names, but you guys would know them anyway. That need to step away from the plate and let somebody else have a swing at it. Um, so, yeah, man. I, I had to step away from that. Um, and that's why I had to play that Toby New Wigway clip for you guys. It it just spoke to me when I heard it, man. Here's a guy on a, on a major tour. He's a major rapper. He said, listen, if my wife is not okay I'm shutting everything down. And that's how I feel, man. If my family is not okay, if this has the potential for my family not to be okay, it's just one thing I don't need, you know. A lot of guys hang on to being a minister for the money. Right? They're in it for the money. Great thing about me, I wasn't getting paid. So it was a very easy decision to make. Do I want stress? Do I want to try to fight to, to, to who's in charge? No, 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 no. That's not what I do. I have, I have a business to, to, to fight. I can go, go there and, and do that. I'm not doing this with God's people, you know. And you go through enough of that and you just go, that's one less thing I can, that's one less headache. One less headache, man, for sure. You know, like I say, people do it for, for the money, and it's a lot of people, a lot of men, a lot of women in, in church leadership who are very um, they're very honest, very good people. But you got some, man, they're just there for the money. They're there for the money, taking advantage of folks. And, and that's one of those things you just got to watch out for. It's one of the things that... I just looked around, I'm like, man, I can't be, you know, it's, it's it's become a business, a lot of it. And it's one of those things I had to step away from, 
you know, people say one thing, do another. But hey, such is life, right? <laughs> We're all a little bit hypocritical. But, you know, I just think that I can serve God, my community, people. I think I can serve them all better outside of the rat race of everyday uh, career ministry or professional preaching, you know. Um, and it's been it's been going well, man. I've been out of the preaching chair or whatever you want to call it for a few months. Um, started this podcast. A lot of people are listening. Um, I just wanted to share my story. Some folks have reached out and, and asked, you know, why, and they didn't really know my story. So I just thought I'd lay some of that down. Um, yeah, it's been it's been going well. It's been going well, uh, and I think a lot of guys would step away from from preaching or, or being a pastor, but they don't know what else to do, and a lot of their finances are tied to it and a lot of their ego is tied to it you know I I got a theory maybe a bit vulgar but I believe a lot of these guys that they just have to be in charge that end up finding their way into your local churches my theory is that they're overcompensating for something <laughs> if you know what I mean the fact that they have to, they got to hear themselves talk. They got to have people pat them on the back. Everything's got to be about them 100% of the time. My theory is they might be lacking in other departments. And so it's kind of like this Napoleon complex or something like that. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just riffing. Since I'm here, I just thought I'd lay that out. It's a lot of, you know, like, come on, man. All right. Um. So, yeah, I just thought I'd lay that out for y'all, man. I spent way too much time, way too much time uh, talking about this, more than I wanted to. But, you know, I had to had to talk to the fam. So, um, again, I appreciate y'all listening. You can contact us at Since I'm Here, P-O-D, Since I'm Here, Pod, at gmail.com. Again, everything is in the notes and description below. Hit me up on Instagram at Since I'm Here Podcast. Hey, man, till next time, God bless. Deuces. <laughs>